0: Good evening. Welcome to all of you. And welcome to all who are listening on Torani Time and other platforms. Please, please press the follow button to receive ongoing updates regarding our Shiurim. And please share this share with at least two friends. Parshas Vayigash is the grand climax to the Yosef and his brothers story. Yosef reveals his identity to his brothers here. Now he is the proud viceroy of Mitzrayim, Safnas Paneach, and his brothers cower in fear. They are sure he's going to enact revenge for all that they did to him, kidnapping him, abducting him, all the pain they caused him. But Yosef does not do that at all. In an act of colossal magnanimity, he says to the contrary, I'm going to feed you, I'm going to provide for you. All of you brothers and families, come, come right down. This is the model story to healthy resolution of conflict in the Jewish family. Yosef inspires all of us to do the same when we deal with difficult relatives in our own lives. This is a big issue. Our parasha speaks as a Torah, a living Torah, because we continue to struggle with this issue today. Everyone or virtually everyone, has difficult relatives in their family. People who are threatening because we have a difficult past with them, perhaps they were less than kind to us during our formative years, and resentments can linger. We tend to nurse these hurtful resentments, and the consequences are not good ones, they're not healthy Yosef inspires us that even when we are dealing with relatives we find difficult, perhaps in our lives, relatives who we do not feel natural with, we feel a need to be controlled and deliberate how we deal with them, but we can do this in a healthy, magnanimous reconciliation mode. And we appreciate this Parsha Svaigash's theme really when we look for the word in the parsha, i believe every parsha has some phrase some iconic word which keeps popping up all over and ties the parsha together around a certain motif well that phrase in vayigash is the term vayigash itself vayigash means and he comes close Now, while in its initial usage in the parasha, by Yehuda, Yehuda comes close to Yosef in a confrontational mode to plead for Binyamin's life. The point is, brothers are speaking. The channels of dialogue are open. Even if it is initially confrontational. And when brothers are at least talking to each other, magic can happen as happens in the story. When Medrash interprets, Yosef warms up to his brothers specifically because of the way Yehuda responds and shows concern for Benjamin here. And then we find the term Vayigash, or the, the root term, Gisha, approaching, reappearing in our Parsha. When Yosef reveals himself to his brothers and they're cowering, they are backing up. And the pasuk says, Yosef alach, achav, elai. draw near, and they draw near. And here it is a drawing near, a gentle drawing near. Yosef is saying, draw near, don't back up. Don't back up. I'm embracing you. I'm welcoming you. Right? The term gisha itself has become redeemed from an adversarial exchange now to a welcoming exchange. And then finally, in the end of the parashah, when Yosef settles the entire family in Mitzrayim and cares for them, provides for them, the place where he settles them is called Goshen. It's easier to write off that phrase as just the name of a district in Mitzrayim. But considering how loaded that expression Gisha, Gimel is throughout the parsha, it's hard to write off as mere coincidence that that basic root word, Gisha, in the form of Goshen, defines where the Jewish family finally reunites. Here we have the term gisha, approaching or reapproaching or approachment, appearing throughout the parsha like a red string running throughout the parsha. It's a parsha all about come, drawing near, developing the ability to deal with each other as much as we might deal from a place of distance. Now, when we try to apply this to our lives, We have to bear in mind, when we have difficult relatives, at times we need healthy boundaries. We need to pull back. Perhaps we have periods in our life when contact has to be very, very minimal, both to create healthy distance, also to allow our own healing. And it's rewarding to trace this in the story of Yosef and his brothers as well. This is the model story of how we deal with family issues. Well, let's think back to a powerful pasuk earlier in the story in last week's Parsha Mikates. Yosef names his first son, who's born a Mitzray, in Mitzrayim Minasha, Kinishanani <speaking in Hebrew> Yalukim, Mikal Amali be'savi, which most Mefarshim translate to mean Nishanani <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem allowed me to forget, amali, <speaking in Hebrew> all of my struggles all of my father's home, he allowed me to forget about my father's household. Appreciate the visceral power of that expression. Hashem, you allowed me to forget. You allowed me to forget my struggle, and not only my struggle, you allowed me to forget about my relatives. These relatives occupy such a harmful place in my psyche. To survive and thrive, I had to forget about them how realistic the Torah's Chaim speaks to us. At times, you need to forget. At times, you need to create this healthy distance, and that's what Yosef needed during this time in Mitzrayim to become Safnas Paneach and to realize his destiny. But what's borne out in the story is this forgetting, in quotes, is never absolute. It's for a period of time. It's a healing period. By the end of the story, Yosef is going to respond with magnanimity. What's going on during this time is Yosef is actually letting go and moving on with his life, which then allows him, when the time will be ripe for reconciliation, to reconcile, because he has not been nursing resentment all these, this time. He's been moving on. And the truth is, all of us, even those with difficult relatives who need to pull back for substantial periods of time. Deep down, we are incomplete. We don't feel full so long as there's distance. For those of us who are not in a place to ever reopen the channels of communication, that might be a sad necessity. But we always remain a victim if we need to remain at a distance perpetually. There is a deep part of us that yearns for familial connection, familial connection even with difficult relatives, and even as we quote-unquote in this shanani mode forget and move on, that, that is a deep part of ourselves which yearns self-liberation and let me trace this again in the model story of the Jewish family and strife Yosef and his brothers. Listen to the following Pesach in last week's parish. Let's appreciate its context. Yosef in his Safnas Paneach, viceroy of Egypt disguise, demanded the brothers bring down Binyamin to prove that they are not spies. And he is actually holding one of the brothers, Shimon, as a collateral to ensure that they will bring Binyamin down. And Yaakov, the father, he is consumed by fright here. Shimon is gone. You're bringing Binyamin down before you know it. He's going to be gone. Certainly he has in the back of his mind, or actually the front of his mind, he drew reference to this, the loss of Yosef earlier. Yaakov is beside himself. And listen to the words he tells his sons as almost regretfully he grants permission for Binyamin to go and hopes for the best and hopes that this Egyptian viceroy will show mercy. He says in Parak Mem Gimel Pasik Yud, I am hoping that the Mitzri viceroy will release Binyamin and release your other brother, i.e. Shimon, and let them all go. Rashi, citing a medrash, picks up on the superfluous word acher, it could have said, asachicham v'as your brother who's presently hostage, Shimon, and Binyamin. Why does it add the extra phrase, asachicham acher v'as interprets the Medrash? The, the term Acher is a reference to Yosef, i.e., that says the Medrash, Yaakov, without realizing it, is prophetically predicting. Yosef is going to reveal his identity and in so doing, not only release Shimon, not only release Binyamin, he's going to be releasing himself to reconnect with his brothers and to join up with Yaakov. Now what a strange expression describing Yosef's revealing himself to an identity, revealing his own identity as prophetically saw, though not understood by Yaakov. It says... Just as he's releasing Shimon from captivity, he's going to, to be releasing himself. Vishila khakamasachiham, that is, Shimon and Acher, that is himself Yosef. I understand releasing Shimon. But why would you Shimon's been a captive up till now? But why would you describe in so many terms, in, in so many words, that his revealing of his own identity is Releasing himself as though from bondage, just like Shimon? The answer must be that Yosef is actually releasing himself from bondage. That Yosef, as a brother, has been sublimated inside. When he's been in his forgetting family mode, Nishanani call Kalamalivias Kal Besave. In his deepest recesses of self, there's been a part of him which has been yearning for reconnection. Though these are difficult family members, though he has been hurt from them, there is a part of him that is incomplete and longing, yearning, to be let go from this state of self-imposed distance. Joseph has had to do this for healthy recovery, so to speak, but At the right time, he's releasing himself from bondage, no less that he's releasing Shimon from bondage. Because all of us, deep down, have a basic human need for familial connection, even with imperfect family members. Perhaps some relatives are so difficult that we can't realize this wish with them. But that is sad. That is a shame. I'm going to suggest in more cases than not, after a healthy recovery period and with deliberation and boundaries, we can reestablish connections, as Yosef does here. Yosef, we see in the end of the story, as per Abednego Baha'i's interpretation, never really forgives his brothers, always remains somewhat distant, but he's involved and he provides for them. This is a model not for the ideal of perfect family relations, but the reality of imperfect family relations, how they could be handled in an upright way. Because that deepest part of us, which yearns for reconnection, in our yearning for reconnection, we yearn not only for restoration of a relationship in the present but it's in a sense to find redemption from the past as well to be able to say all of that distance i felt from my family all of perhaps the victimization and harassment i felt in the past well that all settles down now that in the end i no longer feel like an outcast i've reconnected and let me develop that point that concept how in the moment of reconciliation We find a degree of retroactive redemption. Let me develop that from the above-cited Pasik and Madrasham with this, we will conclude. Let's read carefully the words. Yaakov's prophetic vision, though he doesn't understand that Yosef is going to release himself and reunite with the brothers along with releasing Shimon. Vishilacham asachikem, he's gonna release your brother Shimon. And acher, he's going to release the other one, i.e. himself. Why is it, as per Midrashic interpretation, Yosef describes himself as acher? What's the significance of that phrase? Well, let's recall that that very same term acher appeared at the time of Yosef's own birth. In Parashas Vayetze, when Yosef is born, and roughly Emenu, the mother, says, Yosef li ben acher, I should merit the addition of another son interprets the Medrish Ben-Acher, that means that Yosef is the Acher, he's the other son, the son of otherness who goes into galus. It seems to me that the Medrish is saying Acher, which means the other one, that deep sense of otherness is an expression of exile. Yosef is seen as the black sheep, the ostracized one, the Acher. He is going to go into galus, and as the Medrish continues, his children are going to go into Golis, Golis Sanherah in the future. Well, how powerful now, appreciating that that term Acherah, describes the exiled, ostracized state of Yosef. That it is that term that's re-employed here to describe the time of redemption. He's going to release Binyamin and he's going to release himself as Acher, the other one. It seems to me the evocative power of this Midrashic interpretation is. He's releasing himself as Acher. He's releasing his sense of Acher. That part of him that's yearning for reconnection is the part of him that till now has felt like an Acher, the exiled one, the ostracized one. He's going to release that. He's going to find healing because now when he reconnects with the brothers and particularly when he does it as a big person from a place of magnanimity, I am not the victim. I am lovingly a giver, despite what you did to me. He is no longer an acher. He is integrated with his brothers, despite some distance, despite the need for deliberation the of their relationship. All past wounds find healing when we, with magnatomy and in a healthy way, learn the art of reproachment, reconnection, This term acher literally jumps off the page. And the term holds the promise for all of us who feel like an acher. We feel ostracized. We feel a sense of otherness vis-a-vis our relatives who rejected us in formative stages of our lives. We could find healing not by waiting for them. We could find healing by being big ourselves, acting with magnanimity ourselves. As much as it is important to continue to have boundaries and continue to act with deliberation. This is the realistic story of the Jewish family. This is the Torah's am speaking to us today. Oftentimes, we have difficult relatives in the family, and people have heard us. There is a path to be big with them. The Torah speaks not to the ivory tower, not to the ideal, not to the perfect world, the reality of Jewish family life. May we all be Zohar, to be big and magnanimous even when dealing with imperfect family members i must say in this time of jewish suffering when we're looking at life differently with a larger perspective some personal feuds and family bickerings and rivalries almost seem petty now is the time to be big now is the time for us all to participate gosh with the maturity and the realization that I can have a healthy relationship with boundaries, with deliberation, and yes, with magnanimity. May we all be zocha to this? Please press the follow button to receive ongoing updates of our shiurim. And please share this share with at least two friends. Thank you.